So today is the appearance day of Sri Balaram, noontime. We've been celebrating all day long. And it's also Rakshabandhan, the way that uh, sisters tie a thread around the brother's wrist today to seek protection. And this... Uh, is also called Shesha. There's a origin of that from Bali Maharaj and Vamandev. Although it looked like Vamandev had cheated Bali out of everything and tied him up. Actually, afterwards, he gave him a place in Sutala that was more opulent than Indra's kingdom of heaven. And then Bali said, could you please stay with me and protect me? And Vamandev stays there as his doorkeeper. And they're inseparable. And this is really the meaning behind the process of bhakti and the way that we practice is to seek shelter of Krishna Stanistita Shutikatam Tanavan Manobir. Brahma said, if you hear about Krishna and you worship that sound vibration, then gradually you realize that Rakshabandhan, that uh, pr protective bond that we have with Krishna. And not only that, Krishna becomes so dear to the devotee and the devotee so dear to Krishna that there's this eternal bond and that Krishna gives himself to the devotee just as he gave himself to Bali Maharaj. So the process of coming to that point means taking shelter of Baladev who as we talked about this morning is the original guru, the Samasti guru there are individual gurus who are the Vasti gurus, but Balaram is the origin, the beginning of all of the sevakas and is bringing everyone's energy uh, towards Krishna. And he's also giving all facility to Krishna to enjoy. So we left off in the pastime of Krishna and Balaram and his and their friends are going to see Dainu Kasura. And we'll take up where we left off as they're moving towards the Taliban forest. Sometimes he would cry out in imitation of birds such as Chakoras, Crouches, Chakravahas, Chakravas. Bharadvajas and peacocks, and sometimes he would run away with the smaller animals in mock fear of lions and tigers. Purport. The word bitavat, as if afraid, indicates that Lord Krishna played just like an ordinary boy and ran with the smaller forest creatures in mock fear of the lions and tigers. 
Actually, in Vrindavan, the abode of the Lord, the lions and tigers are not violent, and thus there is no reason to fear them. When his elder brother, fatigued from playing, would lie down with his head upon the lap of a coward boy, Lord Krishna would help him relax by personally massaging his feet and offering other services. Purport the word Pada Sambar Anadibi indicates that Lord Krishna would massage Balaram's feet, fan him, and bring him water, river water to drink. Sometimes as the cowherd boys dance, sang, and move about playfully, fought with each other, Krishna and Balaram, standing nearby, hand in hand, would glorify their friends' activities and laugh. Sometimes Lord Krishna grew tired from fighting and lay down at the base of a tree, resting upon a bed made of soft twigs and buds and using the lap of a cowherd friend as his pillow. The word Pallava Talpeshu impl implies that Lord Krishna expanded himself into many forms and lay down upon the many beds of twigs, leaves and flowers hastily constructed by his, his enthusiastic cowherd friends. Some of the coward boys, who were all great souls, would then massage his lotus feet, and others, qualified by being freed from all sin, would expertly fan the Supreme Lord. The word samavijayan indicates that the coward boys fan the Lord very carefully and expertly, creating gentle and cooling breezes. My dear king, other boys would sing enchanting songs appropriate to the occasion and their hearts would melt out of love for the Lord. In this way, the Supreme Lord, whose soft lotus feet are personally attended by the goddess of fortune, concealed his transcendental opulences by his internal potency and acted like the son of a cowherd. Yet even while enjoying like a village boy in the company of other village residents, he often exhibited feats only God could perform. Once some of the coward boys, Sridhama, the very close friend of Rama and Krishna, along with Subala, Stoka Krishna and others, lovingly spoke the following words. The word premna, with love, indicates that the request the coward boys are about to place before Lord Krishna and Lord Balaram is motivated by love, not personal desire. The coward boys were eager for Krishna and Balaram to exhibit their pastimes of killing demons and to enjoy the delicious fruits of the Tal forest, and therefore they made the following request. The coward boys said, O Rama, Rama, mighty armed one, Rama, Rama, Mahabaho, Krishna, Dushta, Nibarhana, O Krishna, destroyer of the miscreants, not far from here is a very great forest filled with rows of palm trees. As stated in the Varaha Purana, not far from the western side of Mathura, at a distance of two yojanas, 16 miles, is a holy place named Govardhana, which is most difficult to attain. It is also stated in the Varaha Purana, not far from the western side of Mathura, one yojana away, eight miles, is the forest, forest known as Talavan, which was guarded by Dhenukasura. Thus it appears that the Talavan forest is located midway between Mathura and Govardhan Hill. The forest of Talavan is described in the Sri Harivamsha as follows. 
The land there is even, smooth, and very expansive. The earth is black, densely covered with darba grass and devoid of stones and pebbles. In that Taliban forest, many fruits are falling from the trees and many are already lying on the ground, but all the fruits are being guarded by the evil Dhenuka. Purport, the demon Dhenuka would not allow anyone to eat the delicious ripe palm fruits of the Taliban, and Krishna's young boyfriends protested this unjust usurpation of the right to enjoy the fruits of a public forest. O Rama, O Krishna, Dhenuka is a most powerful demon and has assumed the form of an ass. He is surrounded by many friends who have assumed a similar shape and who are just as powerful as he. The demon Dhenuka has eaten men alive and therefore all people and animals are terrified of going to the tall forest. O killer of the enemy, even the birds are afraid to fly there. Purport, the coward boyfriends of Lord Krishna and Lord Balaram encouraged the two brothers to go at once to the tall forest and kill the ass demon. Indeed, here they address the brothers as Amritrahan, Amitrahan, killer of the enemy. The coward boys were engaged in ecstatic meditation upon the potency of the Supreme Personality of Godhead and reasoned thus, Krishna has already killed terrible demons like Bhaka and Agha. So it is so special about this obnoxious jackass named Tenuka, who has become public enemy number one in Vrindavan. The coward boys wanted Krishna and Balaram to kill the demons so that all the pious inhabitants of Vrindavan can enjoy the fruits in the tall forest. Thus they requested the special favor that the ass demons be killed. In the tall forest are sweet-smelling fruits no one has ever tasted. Indeed, even now we can smell the fragrance of the tall fruits spreading all about. Purport, according to Srila Sridhar Swami, the sweet fragrance of the tall fruits was carried by an easterly wind, which is conducive to rain in the Vrindavan area. This easterly wind generally blows in the month of Padra and thus indicates the excellent ripeness of the fruits. Well, the fact that the boys could smell them indicates the nearness of the tall forest. O Krishna, please get those fruits for us. Our minds are so attracted by their aroma. Dear Balaram, our desire to have those fruits is very great. If you think it's a good idea, let's go to that tall forest. Purport, although neither man nor bird nor beast could ever approach the tall forest, the coward boys had so much faith in Lord Krishna and Lord Balaram that they took it for granted the two lords could effortlessly kill the sinful ass demons and acquire the delicious tall fruits. Lord Krishna's coward boyfriends are exalted, self-realized souls who would not ordinarily become greedy for sweet fruits. In fact, they are simply joking with the Lord and enthusing his pastimes urging him to perform unprecedented heroic feats in the tall forest. Innumerable demons disturbed the sublime atmosphere of Vrindavan during Lord Krishna's presence there, and the Lord would kill such demons as a popular daily event. Since Lord Krishna had already killed many demons, on this particular day he decided to give first honors to Lord Balaram, 
who would demolish the first demon, Denuka. By the words Jadi Rochite, the coward boys indicate that Lord Krishna and Lord Balaram need not kill the demons simply to satisfy them. Rather, they should do so only if the lords themselves found the concept appealing. Hearing the words of their dear companions, Krishna and Balaram laughed and, desiring to please them, set off for the Talavan, surrounded by their cowherd boyfriends. Purport, Lord Krishna was thinking, how can a mere ass be so formidable? And thus he smiled at the petition of his boyfriends. As stated by Lord Kapila in the Srimad Bhagavatam 328.32, Hasam Harir Avanatakila Lokativra Shokashu Sagra Vishoshanam Atyudharam. The smile and laughter of the Supreme Lord Hari is most magnanimous. Indeed, for those who bow down to the Lord, his smile and laughter dry up the ocean of tears caused by the intense suffering of this world. Thus, to encourage their boyfriends, Lord Krishna and Lord Balaram smiled, laughed, and immediately set out with them for the tall forest. Lord Balaram entered the tall forest first. Then, with his two arms, he began forcefully shaking the trees with the power of a maddened elephant, causing the tall fruits to fall to the ground. Hearing the sound of the falling fruits, the ass demon Tenuka ran forward to attack, making the earth and trees tremble. The powerful demon rushed up to Lord Baladev and sharply struck the Lord's chest with the hooves of his hind legs. Then Tenuka began to run about, braying loudly. Moving again toward Lord Balaram, O king, the furious ass situated himself with his back toward the Lord. Then, screaming in rage, the demon hurled his two hind legs at him. Purport the word Upakroshta indicates an ass and also one who is crying out nearby. Thus, it is indicated herein that the powerful Tenuka made horrible, angry sounds. Lord Balaram seized Tenuka by his hooves, whirled him about with one hand, and threw him into the top of a palm tree. The violent wheeling motion killed the, the demon. Lord Balaram threw the dead body of Tenuka into the tallest palm tree in the forest, and when the dead demon landed in the treetop, the tree began shaking. The great palm tree, causing a tree by its side also to shake, broke under the weight of the demon. The neighboring tree caused yet another tree to shake, and this one struck yet another tree, which also began shaking. In this way, many trees in the forest shook and broke. Purport, Lord Balaram threw the demon Tenuka so violently into the great palm tree that a chain reaction was unleashed and many towering palm trees shook and then broke with a great crashing sound. Because of Lord Balaram's pastime of throwing the body of the ass demon into the top of the tallest palm tree, all the trees began shaking and striking against one another as if blown about by powerful winds. My dear Parikshit, that Lord Balaram killed Tenukasura 
is not such a wonderful thing, considering that he is the unlimited personality of Godhead, the controller of the entire universe. Indeed, the entire cosmos rests upon him, just as a woven cloth rests upon its own horizontal and vertical threads. Ota protam idam yasmins. Ota protam. Ota protam means the when you're weaving cloth, there's a vertical and horizontal, and they go together. And there are several verses about the name of Krishna being Otam Protam. He pervades everything, just as the vertical and horizontal threads. Otam Protam Chasamstitam. Unfortunate persons cannot appreciate the blissful pastimes of the Supreme Lord. In this connection, Srila Jiva Goswami explains that the Supreme Lord possesses unlimited potency and strength as expressed here by the words Anante. The Lord exhibits a tiny fraction of his power according to the need of a particular situation. Lord Balaram desired to vanquish the gang of demoniac asses who had unlawfully seized the Taliban forest and therefore he exhibited just enough divine opulence to easily kill Tinukasura and the other demons. The other ass demons, close friends of Tinukasura, were enraged upon seeing his death, and thus they all immediately ran to attack Krishna and Balaram. Purport, Srila Sanatana Goswami makes the following comment on this verse. It is stated here, that the ass demons first attack Krishna and then Balaram. Krishnam cha Ramam cha. One reason for this is that the demons, having seen the prowess of Lord Balaram, thought it wise to attack Krishna first. Or it might be that out of affection for his elder brother, Lord Krishna placed himself before Balaram and the ass demons. The words Krishnam cha Ramam cha may also be understood to indicate that Lord Balaram, out of affection for his younger brother, went to Krishna's side. And this is an important point, if you'll stay on that purport, please. There's, uh, in Krishna's and Balaram's relationship, Balaram is the elder brother, and he has many, uh, all the relationships with Krishna, Balaram. One of them is as elder brother, and a protector. And we see throughout the Vrindavan pastimes that whenever Krishna isn't uh, present, then everyone assumes that Krishna is going to get into some trouble. For instance, when Krishna was ensnared by the Kaliya serpent, there were omens that something was wrong, and then the devotees realized that Balaram had stayed back that day to uh, celebrate um, the uh, nakshatra of his uh, birthday. And therefore, they realized that his protector, Balaram, wasn't there. And when Balaram finally got down to the lake of Kaliya, he saw that everyone was disconsolate and that Krishna was already in the coils of the snake. But Although everyone was weeping and some were falling to the ground unconscious because of the scene of their pride and joy in the clutches of this huge snake, uh, Balaram was simply smiling. And he was holding back the coward men from going in that poisoned lake because they 
wanting to go in and save him. And uh, as mentioned in one of the Shastras, that Balaram was smiling because he was thinking, look how Krishna is playing with an ordinary snake in this world. He said, when I manifest as Anandashesha in my snake form, he doesn't play, play with me like this. <laughs> so he was amused at, at Krishna's playing and had no uh, misconception whatsoever that Krishna was in any danger at any time. Interesting also within the, all the Vrindavan Leelas, although Balaram we see is depicted as carrying a plow and uh, a mortar for uh, a grinding, a pestle for grinding. There's a way in which in Vrindavan pastimes, uh, there are no... Um, They don't carry weapons, Krishna and Balaram. They're uh, playing all the time. And when Krishna uh, kills Putana, he simply sucks on her breast like a baby. He kicks the cart demon with his lotus baby foot. And similarly, Balaram, just with his hands, he kills various demons, but his, his club and other weapons... Uh, don't come out and uh, in Vrindavan. They're, he, they're playing like that. So Balaram is Dauji, the older brother of Krishna. In fact, it's mentioned also in the Chaitanya Charitamrita that uh, when he came as younger brother, as Lakshman in Ramlila, he was very distraught about the way Ram went to the forest and uh, left Sita behind later. And there were many ways in which, as the younger brother, he was uh, subordinate. So then he resolved he'd always come as the elder brother. So Krishna wouldn't get into such situations in the future. The word Krishna Ramam Cha may also be understood to indicate that Lord Balaram, out of affection for his younger brother, went to Lord Krishna's side. O king, as the demons attacked, Krishna and Balaram easily seized them one after another by their hind legs and threw them all into the tops of the palm trees. The earth then appeared beautifully covered with heaps of fruits and with the dead bodies of the demons which were entangled in the broken tops of the palm trees. Indeed, the earth shone like the sky decorated with clouds. Purport. According to Srila Vishwanath Chakravarti Thakur, the bodies of the demons were dark, like dark blue clouds. And the large quantity of blood that had flowed from their bodies appeared like bread, bright red clouds. Thus, the whole scene was very beautiful. The Supreme Personality of Godhead in his various forms, such as Rama and Krishna, is always transcendental, and when he enacts his transcendental pastimes, the result is always beautiful and transcendental, even when the Lord performs violent acts like killing the stubborn-ass demons. 
Hearing of this, of this magnificent feat of the two brothers, the demigods and other elevated living beings rained down flowers and offered music and prayers and glorification. Purport. Srila Sanatana Goswami comments that the demigods, great sages, and other exalted beings were all astonished and ecstatic upon seeing the unusually swift and nonchalant way in which Krishna and Balaram killed the very powerful ass demons in the tall forest. People now felt free to return to the forest where Tenuka had been killed, and without fear they ate the fruits of the palm trees. Also, the cows could now graze freely upon the grass there. Purport, according to the Acharyas, low-class people such as the Pulindas ate the fruit, fruits of the palm trees, but Krishna's coward boyfriends considered them undesirable since they had been tainted with the blood of the asses. The lotus-eyed Lord Krishna, whose glories are most pious to hear and chant, returned home to Vraja with his elder brother Balaram. Along the way, the cowherd boys, his faithful followers, chanted his glories. So, Balaram, uh, during the Kurukshetra War, went off on pilgrimage to avoid the situation because he was friends with Duryodhan. He had trained him in uh, martial arts, fighting with a club specifically. And when he was on pilgrimage, he came to Naimusharanya. And there, where the sages were getting ready to perform their sacrifices, Ruma, there was Rumaharshan was on the Vyasasana when Balaram came into the assembly. And as he approached, everyone recognized him as the Supreme Personality of Godhead and got up to offer him respects, except for Romaharshan, who remained seated. And when Balaram noticed this, he went over to speak to Romaharshan, and remembering that actually he was from a mixed caste, which is a, a labeled him as a lower class person. The Acharyas say Balaram wouldn't have noticed anything if he had shown proper respect, because Balaram is the source of all gurus. Those who are gurus are simply following the Adi Guru, Balaram. And if somebody is disobedient or not respectful, doesn't recognize the Supreme Personality of Godhead, then there is no question of being guru. So Balaram, noticing this, became angry at Romaharshan and took one straw from the kusha plant and simply touched Romaharshan with it. And with that, he was killed. The sages at that point performing the sacrifice were a little taken aback because they said we had granted him long life. So taking advice from the Shastra, they transferred. Although Balaram said, I can bring him back to life, the sages said, no, we don't want to interfere with with your divine potencies. So Balaram suggested that all the benedictions they had given to Romaharshan for long life be transferred to his son. So 
Sudha Goswami was then established there, who is uh, Romaharshan Sutta, the son of Romaharshan. Of course, this title of Romaharshan means one who is a voracious hearer, who's very eager to hear, a ferocious hearer. So this is uh, the idea of how one advances in devotional services if one is very eager to hear uh, about uh, Krishna Kata. So Balaram is the origin of all gurus. And if one doesn't respect Balaram, just as in the pastime with uh, Manikatana Ramdas, the uh, brother of Krishna's Kaviraj Goswami, who was performing, past, uh, performing deity worship at his home, and who had, had a pujari there who disrespected Minikatana Ramdas, knowing him to be a devotee of Lord Ananda, who's non different from Balaram. Then Kaviraj Goswami got into dispute with his brother because of this, of the disrespecting of Minikatana Ramdas, who is a, a very uh, um, joyful hearted uh, devotee of Lord Ananda. And he severely chastised his brother. Did Kaviraj Goswami. And that night in a dream, he received instruction from Lord Ananda that he, the Lord was very pleased with him and told him that he should leave for Vrindavan immediately and he would attain all things there, which uh, Kaviraj Goswami did and became empowered to, to write the Chaitanya Charamrita in Vrindavan. And uh, his brother uh, was in trouble after that. He fell down from his uh, position. So this is the very essence of the strength anyone has in devotional service is to take shelter of Lord Balaram. And Lord Balaram, of course, expands himself in many different ways. And he is the Akanda Guru or the Guru Principle and those who follow in the footsteps of Balaram, they also become Vyasti gurus or representatives of the original guru, Lord Baladev. In the pastime of Denuka, Bhaktivinoda Thakur says that Denuka Sura is a demon who represents avidya, ignorance. The, the, the donkey gets a lot of uh, bad publicity although some people uh, appreciate donkeys. <laughs> it can be very nice. But the, there's a lot in Shastra uh, comparing uh, low-class people to donkeys. For instance, Shvavid Varahostha Karai Samstata Parasha Pursu Karna Pato Peto that those who are like hogs, dogs, camels, and asses praise those people who never um, listen to the pastimes of Lord Krishna, uh, Gadagraja. So the, the, the ass is known for uh, um, coming for sense gratification, especially the time of mating, comes up to a female ass and gets kicked in the face multiple times, but that doesn't stop him. And so this is compared to trying to find happiness in the material world amidst being kicked in the face again and again by the material nature. Uh, being punished again and again, but just for a little bit of happiness, sense gratification, uh, one keeps trying. This is avidya, a completely mistaken idea about what human life is for. 
So Balaram kills that uh, tendency for avidya and awakens us to the fact that the real goal in life is to serve Krishna. And he does it himself. As we talked about this morning, he expands himself in multiple ways to uh, serve Krishna in all the different rasas. So now we'll take any reflections from the reading or discussion uh, or from the monologue. And, um, and if you have any questions to expand the conversation a little bit. Hare Krishna Prabhu. Hare Krishna. This is Sadhu. And uh, you were talking about how Lord Balaram, he destroys all the anarthas or the avidya in our heart. And I was um, remembering how Nityananda Prabhu, even though, you know, Jagai and Madai, Madai, they were actually, you know, drunkards. Um, I was hearing, hearing in a lecture where Amarnath Prabhu said they, would, they were so sinful that they actually wanted to commit sin. They would read the Manu Samhita for, um, 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 for all the sins that were there and go perform that the next day. So Nityananda Prabhu was actually, he, um, he actually went to preach to Jaga and Madai. And Jaga, you know, he preached to them, but then we all know how Madai, you know, th- threw, you know, a half-broken um, uh, a pot on his head and he, and he was bleeding. And so... Chaitanya Mahaprabhu came and he actually came with the Sudarshan Chakra and came to, you know, kill Jagai and Madai. But Nityananda Prabhu begged them and, you know, and begged him not to kill them. And that, you know, destroyed that, this like, that Jagai and Madai felt so, you know, they, he, the Jagai and Madai, you know, they had a change of heart thinking that, oh, wow, even though we, you know, crack, or, you know, threw a pot on their head, on his head, He's actually forgiving us and not asking um, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, you know, to kill us. So I'm just thinking how um, Nityananda Prabhu is so merciful that even if Chaitanya Mahaprabhu doesn't ex- accept us, we can always, Nityananda Prabhu will actually approach us and actually take us to him um, gradually. Yes, an excellent point. We talked about that a little bit this morning about the, the way that the guru, Lord Balaram, Lord Nityananda, is very merciful and approaches those who are in a fallen condition to help them prepare themselves to perform devotional service. And even if someone's very fallen, the the guru, Lord Balaram, or his representative tries again and again to help them. And that's an excellent example of that with Jagai and Madai. Bhakti Ronak writes a question. You mentioned that Lord Balaram expands himself in various ways to serve Krishna in all the rasas. What would be an example of Balaram expanding himself to serve Krishna in Madhurya Ras? Uh, Radharani's younger sister, Ananga Manjari, is an expansion of Baladev. Munisha question. This morning we talked about Lord Balaram being the Ananga Manjari, could we expand on this topic a little more? No. Um, maybe another time. Sadhu Vrindavan reflection, Balaram Nitai himself, very merciful and forgives the most fallen like Jagai and Madai and takes to devotional service.
Well, as mentioned in the teachings of Lord Chaitanya, in Lord Chaitanya's pastimes, devotees, Srila Prabhupada writes, uh, are in Dasya Ras, serving Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, but later as they develop in their relationship, they become more settled in their staibhav or their permanent relationship with Krishna. So it's more of an evolution to that point, but generally... There's a way in which the the um, devotees, living entities, are established in an eternal relationship with Krishna that's already there, but then it becomes manifest through the process of devotional service, and then that becomes their prominent relationship, predominant relationship with, with Krishna. Although there are different sub-rasas that manifest and different combinations and permutations of different rasas that go together, that manifest at various times, there is a predominant rasa, rasa that the devotees um, have with Krishna. Thank you. Balaram, of course, has this. Uh, it, he's. Uh, endowed with all of these different uh, relationships uh, out of a sense of service. The devotees also, although they have one main rasa, they may complement all the other rasas as well. Because just like in an orchestra, everyone's important and it all works together. And it's not that one rasa uh, becomes, it's not considered to be a less than another. In other words, devotees are satisfied in whatever situation they're in and think for, this is the best. Although they appreciate all the other devotees in whatever rasa they're in as well. Thank you. And we could see that uh, in Krishna and Balaram, like brothers, as brothers, they also have their disagreements. There's ways in which, uh, for instance, with Subhadra, 
Krishna uh, uh, wanted to marry her to Arjuna. And everybody else was thinking uh, uh, Duryodhan. So, you know, Krishna arranged that Arjuna came as a sannyasi. He dressed him up like a, a sadhu and put him uh, nearby the, the town where they were all staying. And then he started spreading a rumor about this sannyasi who could give benedictions. And anybody could go there and get a benediction. And that rumor spread everywhere. So everybody wanted to go there and, and, and see him. And when Subhadra went, uh, Krishna had noticed previously that she had glanced at Arjuna favorably. So he thought, oh, this is a good match. And, of course, when Subhadra went there to visit this sadhu to ask for benediction, uh, Arjuna grabbed her by the hand and took off with her. And then uh, there was quite a disagreement because uh, Balaram was quite angry then. And as they were getting away, uh, Krishna had Subhadra uh, drive the chariot (laughs) as he was fighting everybody off. Uh, from behind, and everyone realized, oh, this is Arjuna, he's taken off uh, w- with Subhadra. And uh, Balara- Balaram then was quite angry angry with Krishna, but at that time, you know, Krishna uh, calmed him down and uh, had uh, reminded him when um, Samba had also had, uh, gone into... Um, fight with all the uh, Kuru warriors and Balaram had, had gone there and quite approved of the way that he had uh, stolen away his bride. And so uh, back and forth we find Krishna's relationship with Balaram to be uh, very brotherly in that way. And even at uh, Kukshetra battle, Balaram had avoided it because he was friends with Duryodhana. And at the very last, after the battle was over, the fight was going on with Bhima and Duryodhan. Bhima was uh, stronger, but Duryodhan was a more expert club fighter. And uh, earlier, Krishna had known that this fight would take place. And uh, when Duryodhan's mother, Gandhari, had attempted to protect him, with her, the power of her chastity. She had called him uh, to the tent where she was staying and, and uh, said that you come completely naked because she would take off the covering from her eyes that she had voluntarily put on to stay at an equal level with her husband, to be blind. And through the power of her chastity, upon glancing at the body of Duryodhana, she would make him in, in, invincible to the, the power of the club of Pima. And on the way to the tent, Krishna saw him and said, where are you going and naked like that? And he said, to see my mother. And he said, you can't do that. And he said, but she told me to. And he, Krishna told him, no, no, that's... If you're a baby, well, your baby can do that, not when you're grown up. He said, here, take this gumsha. You wear this gumsha. Then you can do. And so he went in the tent. His mother took off 
the scarf that was covering her eyes, and she uh, invested her shakti in him by her glance. But then she said, why, why are you wearing a gumsha? I told you to come without any clothes. And he told her, Krishna told me I should wear a gumsha. And then she knew that her plan had been foiled. And at the end, at Kurukshetra, when Duryodhan and Bhima were fighting, they fought every day uh, for hours and hours. But they were equally matched, seemingly. And then they go home at night and then come back and fight the next day, again and again. And then when Krishna came there, he indicated to Bhima that he slapped his thigh to show that Duryodhan was vulnerable there, said, hit him with your club there. So when Duryodhan was jumping high, Bhima swung, and against the rules, he hit the thigh of uh, Duryodhan and smashed him in that place where he was vulnerable. And Balaram became very angry with Krishna uh, for doing that. Uh, so they have this... Uh, very um, brotherly relationship where they have disagreements and so forth. Balaram also uh, smashed the king of Kalinga when he was playing uh, uh, chess. And king, uh, there, there's a way in which uh, playing with Rukmi, he was playing with Rukmi and the king of Kalinga, every time Rukmi would claim that he won, uh, although he didn't, the king of Kalinga would show his teeth and laugh. And Balaram, after several times uh, of winning and then Rukmi claiming that, no, I won, and cheating, there was a voice from the sky that said, no, actually, Balaram is, is the winner. And Rukmi still tried to say that he won. So Balaram's anger arose like the high tide came up over him, and he uh, smashed... Um, Rukmi, and then he smashed in the teeth of the king of Kalinga with his club <laughs> because his anger comes up just like the ocean, ocean tide. He becomes very angry sometimes. Are there any... Uh, why was Balaram more inclined to Doryodhan? He was his friend. He had uh, taught him the art of fighting. I and have here's a one is there's just one more here uh go ahead please i was just wondering this morning you were saying how um balaram as soon as krishna expanded expands into balaram that it becomes every expansion from balaram is service is a servant of krishna and it's all used to serve krishna or every the expansion so how does krishna go from being krishna to expanding what do you mean by expansion and i i just because when i think of trying to perform bhakti yoga i'm thinking that we're becoming um infused with Radharani's devotional energy. So how is 
Balaram coming from Krishna, but it's devotional service. Does that make sense? <laughs> yes. Well, if you think about it, uh, everything comes from Krishna. Everything is Krishna. He, as I said this morning, Eko Bahushyam, the one, Eko, becomes many for his own enjoyment. And there's uh, unlimited expansions of Krishna because when he expands, then there's a variety of enjoyment. If you're, if you're one, there's nobody to interact with. So this is God's Shakti, that all these, although he's one person, he, can exp he expands himself into many other personalities that are complementary, that, uh, that have relationship. And he also has multifarious energies. Parasha Shaktir Vividaya Vashudite, so Bhavika Jnana Bala Kriyacha. This is the nature of the Supreme Personality of Godhead. As mentioned in the, in the Upanishads, Om Purnamadah Purnamidam Purnat Purnamudachate Purnasya Purnamadaya Purnameva Vishishate. Although he's the one supreme complete whole, he expands himself into unlimited units and he is never depleted by that. And he, th those uh, complete units are also complete in themselves because they come from Krishna. So Bala, uh, Krishna has three primary energies called Sandini, Samvit, and Tladini. And these are what... Um, manifest various varieties for, for instance, Sandini is uh, Lord Balaram. Uh, it, that's the category that, of energy that he manifests for Krishna's service. So as an example, um, he um, manifests the, as Balaram, all of uh, Krishna Loka is an expansion of his energy so that there is a substance there that uh, in which the, all the pastimes are enacted. In other words, whatever uh, um, foundation is there, the, the land, the trees, the, uh, the very dham itself is a manifestation of Balaram. That's his Sundani energy. And then he expands himself Balaram expands himself further into Mahasankarshan. And from there, he uh, has an expansion in Mathura and Dwarka. And Mula Sankarshan is an expansion in Vaikuntha. And then the Vishnus, like Mahavishnu, Garbhadakshai Vishnu, and Shirdakshai Vishnu, manifest the material worlds. So what we mean by expansion is that although Krishna is one, he expands himself into many, just like the Brahma Samhita says, a candle is one original candle, but it can light many other candles. And the, the fire in the candles is identical, but there's one original candle from which it comes. That's the nature of the spiritual energy. And, and it's specifically Krishna's nature that he can manifest many different forms for his enjoyment. Then, of course, uh, the Hladini energy is uh, Radharani. She manifests the pleasure energy through which 
Krishna engages in uh, relationships for uh, pleasure in his lila. And she's also, she also expands herself. For instance, uh, from Radharani are expanded the uh, queens in Dwarka. And from there, there's expansions of the Lakshmis in Vaikuntha. And then, of course, into the material world, we have uh, Durga. Uh, these are all expansions of energetic expansions of uh, Srimati Radharani. So the, the various potencies are what actually uh, make God the, the supreme. If he has no potencies, then there's, there's no enjoyment. There's also what is a potent, a potent person or entity without any potencies. So the sun is there, but the sun has its energies, which are the sunshine, which manifest everywhere and make all the difference. Thank you. You're welcome. Let's just see if there's any last questions or comments. Hare Krishna Shivas Prabhu. Thank you so much for your wonderful lecture. Uh, thank you for being there. Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna. Thank you very Thank much, you everybody. everybody. Birds fly in the sky as high as they are capable. And in devotional service, everyone can try to glorify the Lord according to his or her capacity. And in whatever way we do, it's always something that attracts the Lord's attention and is always purifying. Shrinvatam sa kata Krishna punya shravana kirtana hridyan taksto hibadrani vidhunoti suritsatam. The process is infallible because the Lord's infallible and the vibration is non different from the, from the Lord Himself. And even if you don't see immediately what the result is from the practice of devotional service, you should, we, we can cultivate the knowledge of, from Krishna in the Bhagavad Gita, for instance, where he says, Swalpam apyasadharmasya trayate mahatobayad, even the smallest fraction of endeavor in devotional service is permanent. And uh, the, the result is unlimitedly uh, given by the Supreme Personality of God because he's so merciful. So we can remember that. Um, we can, we can, especially this week, uh, put our full hearts and uh, attention into glorifying Krishna through Janmashtami, and just as we've uh, done today for Balaram Purnima. And um, so what if it's a pandemic and we're locked down one way or the other? This is uh, one of the ways that we're glorifying Krishna to the best of our ability, just from whatever position we're in right now. And this will also become a, a time when uh, we know that in all circumstances, whatever they may be, we're going to go on with the glorification of Krishna using whatever facility we're given. And uh, by doing that, one um, becomes like Dadichi, who uh, gave his whole life. He sacrificed his body 
uh, practically gave it in charity charity for Krishna on the very principle that this body's temporary. We're just moving through this world. All the assets we've acquired here are only temporary, but what's permanent is our devotional service. And so thank you very much, everybody, for joining from different places, from all over ISV and around the world. And let's uh, pray to Lord Balaram one more time that please empower us, dear Sri Balaram, if you so desire, Please instill in our hearts unbreakable determination to serve Lord Krishna, to always keep the transcendental vibration going. And please direct us uh, from within and without so that we can always make good decisions to expand your service, the service to Lord Krishna and the Sankirtan movement. Thank you for considering our requests. Gaur Premanande Haribo. Can everyone please unmute and say Hare Krishna? Hare Krishna. 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 Krishna.